0: I'm Karen. And I'm Angela.
1: Welcome to the Within Creative Reason podcast. We break down what it means to be creative, from the process to the strategies, and everything in between. We'll cover mindset, daily routines, and creative inspiration. So, let's have some creative conversations. We are thrilled to welcome not one, but two special guests on this evening's show. We have got some wildly talented filmmakers living and doing their thing in LA. We've got Mr. Aaron Burt and Tyler Cole, the founders of the Tunnel Light Pictures production company. These guys are unstoppable, and you are going to learn why tonight. How's it going, you guys? Hey.
2: Hey, great. How are you doing?
1: Pretty dang wonderful.
2: Nice. I, I'll i just say I am Aaron Burt, so you know my voice. Yeah, and this is <laughs> Tyler Cole's
3: <his> voice.
1: <laughs> Perfect. I, I think we can tell the difference. I think. Holy so, guys, okay, let's kind of jump into a little bit of backstory. How did you two even meet before, obviously, becoming producing partners?
2: Well, uh, it's actually similar to how you and I met, Angela. At
1: Hache on restaurant on Laurel Canyon? Yeah.
0: <laughs>
3: Yeah, Tyler was working there. Yeah, um, so I uh, my first year and a half or so of living in LA, I was just like couch surfing and jumping around. And uh, I was working as a driver at Pache, and I needed a couch to live on. So I didn't really know Aaron very well at this point, uh, except for that he was like a coworker, And so I asked him if I could spend like a couple weeks to like a month on his couch. And or... I,
2: I originally was like,
3: no. He's like no, I was, like, I'll I was give like you, nah, man, I don't know you. That's weird. I was like, I'll give you some money each week. Like it'll be fine. And he said no. And so, I was like, oh, so whatever. like the night
2: continued, and I kept thinking. about I was like, ah, he seems
3: like such a good kid. And I am. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, later find out not so much. But yeah, uh and and then I like at the end of the night, I was like, you know what, man? Yeah, you can crash at my place for a couple weeks, which he said like to yeah. I like think he said six
3: months. I think he said if you did if you do a month, then we can do that. And I was like, that's perfect. Because then I'll have to look for a place for a month. Great. Um, So I I stay here during that month. I'm trying to He's He wants me to read a script, which I didn't want to do at all because normally I'm just not going to like it and I got to tell him I don't like it and I'm going to get kicked off the couch. It's just not an (laughs) ideal situation for me. And so. You posted on Facebook that he wanted to read a book. He had put it like by the couch, like very passive aggressively to put the script right. I know that I did that. I think (laughs) you're imagining that. No, no. And then. So I post on Facebook saying, because this was your comment back, I posted on Facebook and I said, hey, I'm looking for a novel to read, if anyone has any recommendations. I've already turned them down for the script a couple times now. Well, and- you're being nice. You're like, yeah, maybe I'll read it someday. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> <You> should <laughs> have nice just like, it.
1: printed it on the pillowcases and been like, how bad do you want to sleep on the
2: <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every page I should you just read, stare. At, it I, it like, I like look at him while he's sleeping, you know, waking up in the middle of the night. I'm like, how's the script, Tyler? <laughs>
3: yeah so, <laughs> so um anyway he comments on the post and says there's a script next to your bed or next to the couch read that instead <laughs> so i tell him i'll read 15 pages of it right that's like a good easy out and i ended up reading the entire thing that night and immediately he came back and i was like hey we need to work on this like we need to work together and so we that's still how it have kind of sorry we have on not that made that we haven't made that script yeah that was a different one um that was called static I do want to make someday, but um, but yeah. So that was five, yeah. From there, six it, years it was ca- huh? It was five,
2: six?
3: maybe five? No, okay. maybe six. I think it was six years. Yeah,
2: ago. roughly. Uh, he was kind of he was originally um, desired to be an actor, and I think that slowly started to um, take I don't know a backseat to what you're what you started liking directing.
3: Yeah, I started getting behind the camera on my own projects that I would just act in as well, and then. I realized every time I didn't actually want to go back, back in front of the camera, I just wanted to stay behind. And I was like, all right, this is clearly, there's a, there's a weird thing here. So I just stayed behind the camera. I stopped acting all altogether. And I was in SAG after, and I, I quit that as well. All right.
1: I did too. But, wow. So the moral of the story is Pache restaurant in LA brings creative people together is yeah, what I'm hearing. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. And actually, yeah. there's, there's like six people that work at Pache that are in the film.
1: Are you serious?
2: Yeah, yeah. Skip's so in Karen. it.
1: Oh my Skips gosh, Skip. Uh, Shout out to Skip.
2: Jeff, uh, Geoff. Geoff
3: is in it. His name's also Jeff. Uh, no, sure. she knows. She actually knows Geoff. Oh,
2: uh, all these guys. Uh, Who's telling the audience
3: his name's not actually Geoff. I
2: know, it's <laughs> Jeff, but I had to separate them somehow. Just so
3: people don't go up to him later. Um, <laughs> Emily, who doesn't work there
2: anymore, but she did. Uh, and then Hillary.
1: What about Juan Tacos? Remember him in uh, the kitchen?
2: Yeah, he was awesome.
1: So Karen, if you have not been to Pache on your next trip to LA, I know you frequent there. Uh, no, you need to stop in.
2: White shout
3: out. <laughs>
1: it's so good, the best <laughs> salmon I've ever had. Anyway,
0: back to the show. <laughs>
3: there you well, go, Sandy. That was paid for by Pache <laughs> Restaurant. <laughs> New sponsor.
0: <laughs> I do think I have eaten there, actually, because good. I was going to LA and I asked you, Angela, I was like, where should we go? And you recommended yeah. it. So I'm pretty sure I have eaten there. So now I feel like I've eaten at the place. Absolutely. Uh, so I want to talk a little bit about what it was like starting your own thing when you first started to collaborate. I mean, how did you know that it was really time to, you know, kind of stop? Asking questions, right? Like, you just kind of doing your own thing. Like, how did you make that decision? And what was that What was that like for you? It
2: was weird because it was like, we, I don't know, it was weird because we wanted to do a, a movie. We, we started with a short film, which was Philophobia. And Tyler and I were both so green as far as be, being behind the camera. And so it was a bit of overwhelming and an overinflated film. For what we were really trying to do, yeah, we did not nail it per se. No, Uh, but it was a good test. It It was a great lesson. Then we did another one that was like we made for like five hundred bucks. Yeah, five hundred bucks, and actually it came out pretty decent. And I was behind the 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 camera on that one, and we lit it ourselves. What was the name of
1: that one, you guys?
2: Uh, Uber of killing. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah, yeah. The lighting's terrible because we lit it ourselves, and we don't know how to do that. And we also (laughs) shot it ourselves and yeah. we had a, a sound guy. That was all those are we hire. And, and then and guy. then Alec, my my buddy Alec helped out produce it. But yeah, um so like literally it was just four of us in a room filming this thing. And oh uh, my
1: gosh, isn't that interesting for every project like that? There's this beautiful feature that you guys are so proud of that just got distribution that we'll spend a good chunk of time talking about that.
2: But yeah. Yeah. So basically, like, uh, there was a point where we kind of just were, uh, I don't know, we just said we're tired of day jobs. We're tired of 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 like reaching out for producers because that's what we were mm-hmm. doing constantly while we were doing these other projects. Yeah. And one day we just decided, okay, let's do a Kickstarter and just do a feature for a budget that we can possibly do, which originally was the promise. Um that's the one that we wanted to make. But we did a Kickstarter and we thought it would like blow up because it was such a unique Kickstarter and we got such good comments on it.
3: But yeah, we got it picked never... up by some
2: blogs and stuff. Yeah, but it never it never blew up as what we thought it would be like there's like this zombie movie that looks pretty terrible that like made a million dollars and you're like how did that movie and like (laughs) like literally in the like promo video it's like they cross
3: the line the sound is terrible so we were just like how did that do so good and we didn't yeah i mean we did close we got like the million minus nine hundred (laughs) eighty five thousand so so close
2: it it was around
3: it was around the same so we got
2: we got 19,000? Yeah, it
3: was like 19,000 and then in Indiegogo, we ran on Indiegogo, they took out like 3,000, so we ended up with like six and a half, 16 and a half, I think. Yeah. Also so, done.
2: that was kind of a bummer because we were really expecting to like, you know, do this thing and we just couldn't make the movie that we wanted to make with that, that budget. So, I was, I, we were like kind of bummed and we were trying to figure out what we needed to do and I went on a hike and I like I came back and I was like, okay, I think I have it. Hmm. we wrote a feature version of Philophobia that was set in a hotel. And I was like, why don't I just rewrite it and set it in this freaking apartment? And Tyler was I'm... kind of resistant at first. And then I talked about how I would change things and how I'd make it more malleable to the apartment and all that. And he's like, alright, alright, yeah, I'm open to it. And so I rewrote it and, and gave it to him. And he's like, yeah, I think we can do this for the, this budget.
3: Yeah, and there was like 16000 obviously isn't going to be enough to didn't right. get it in the can. And so um, at this point, right before we started doing the Indiegogo, I had I had my own studio apartment at this at this time and I had a full time sales job. And we're like, all right, we're going all out on this and we're gonna use this as part of like not not necessarily the bait, but like as like a push with the Indiegogo campaign. And so sure. I quit my job and I sold everything I owned in my apartment. And so I fit everything I, I owned in my car and then I moved back onto his couch. And that was, like, three years ago, and I still am living on this couch. <laughs> oh, <laughs>
1: not, my gosh. Not yeah. It's
3: been yet. it's been epic to try and get this thing yeah. done. And so, yeah, so we kind of went all out with this campaign and, and this movie, and then we just took out as many credit cards as we could and maxed them all out. Yeah. And so that's, like, another 25 k that we were able to add <laughs> to the budget, and that became our final kind of shooting budget. And, and my parents' constant support. Yeah, um, which helped with, like, a lot of the post side of things and Whoa. so yeah so it was pretty wild and it was like very I mean our crew for the feature was like eight people <laughs> including us yeah. so like nobody we had our, our DP was pulling his own focus we had one uh, gaffer one make no up. grips really we had like one occasionally we would had some guy come in and help As with like an extra set of hands Yeah. but otherwise it was it was kind of everyone all hands on deck yeah. our producer was our DIT and like offloading the footage, and also he would come in and do like second camera occasionally, so, so it was pretty. Yeah, it was pretty, crazy. pretty <laughs> crazy. And we only had
2: 15 days the the first yeah part of the shoot, and then we needed to raise money for two or three extra scenes. Yeah, we did three more days. Uh, yeah, and so but we needed money and we couldn't do that. Ugh, so money. Yeah, and and then there's a whole I don't know how long you want to get into it, but like we we had we did our first edit and it did not come out how we intended because of the all those reasons we didn't have no money we had no crew we had you know, oh. little little time so it became kind of I don't know it just became more of a shell of what we wanted rather
3: than the heart of it yeah and like we didn't know we actually needed three more reshoot days after we shot (laughs) we only need like two scenes yeah we needed two very small scenes and then once we did the edit we got into this so first of all the edit took like four months because he was working his day job as well yeah i got a new day job and i was i i edited the movie myself after work so like i would work all day and i'd edit from like 9 p.m to 1 a.m or whatever and then all day saturday sunday and so that became my life for a while. Yeah. Uh, and then I got super close to it. And so I thought we had something kind of good with the rough cut. We had our composer do an entire... He did the entire movie. Uh, oh, my gosh. The entire thing. And then we realized this is not working based on feedback we got from other people. Yeah, it uh, moved too slow.
2: Like, we wanted an ominous feeling, but it just wasn't quite there.
3: So it, like, hmm. it moved too slow. Yeah, it was originally going to be more of, like, a horror... Type, like like a. It was gonna be more like horror, horror with, with like comedy. comedy
2: in there, and yeah.
3: it you know. And it transitioned now into comedy yeah with elements of horror. Throughout. Yeah. So it it kind of like we flipped it. Yeah, basically. Um, and what it. happened was we we went out to all these people, including like some sales agents and distributors, and shopped it around, and everyone was like, no, no, like we're pretty harsh reactions on some of them. But
2: they're, they're, ah. they they all was, were.
3: They were all like, there's something here. It's yeah. just
2: not quite there like there's we can tell there's something here but and tyler tyler and i were on such a high from shooting and then in those next four to five months we were like in a
3: super depressed like state where
2: we Aww. didn't know
1: what
3: to do, you know yeah it was a couple months of, of like actually like pretty real depression of like yeah. i don't know there's so many people now who are relying on us to make i mean first of all like we want to make a good film right yeah this is like our calling card uh, for our careers, and then also, like, Ari donated a camera for all three weeks. And we had people who donated their entire like their bar location for four nights for free. And we had a lot of people who helped us out, and yeah. we didn't want to let those people down either. And, and so, we were like trying to figure out what to do, and uh, it took us a while to figure it out, yeah. And so, one day, I
2: again it was a similar situation where I kind of like went and you know zoned out or whatever, or zoned in, I guess. <laughs> And I came back home, and I was like, I was like, all right, dude, screw whatever we were trying to attempt to do. All right, just do a crazy cut. Make it as fun. Make it as like quick moving, and screw the ominous crap. (laughs) Like, let's just make it fun. And so Tyler was already kind of in his head, like leaning towards that, but he hasn't, he hadn't really like
3: gone that route yet. Yeah, I was Um, thinking about taking it to like an Edgar Wright style like fast paced comedy with what we had already. Okay. Um, and so I named a sequence called Crazy Cut because of him <laughs> saying that. And that's the sequence that we ended up exporting out as like the final film. Um, it wasn't as crazy as I think Aaron was imagining. No, I was like and explaining was, like... to be
2: really like, <laughs> yeah. like
3: I don't know, like, like experimental, but it really wasn't that experimental at all. Yeah, what I ended up doing was making a very fast pace like that and focusing on the comedy side of things and the cutting out entire scenes. And so we've had like a five minute blink scene now and then we're like all right we have to fill these in so I' had to do some rewrites yeah, for that. Yeah. Like,
2: well also from some of the producers that we talked to who denied us they were like um here's some of the things that seem ambiguous with what you have right now and so it allowed me to kind of like step back and be like oh this is actually what we need in the movie that we didn't have before so like more establishing my psychosis and more establishing Emily's relationship with me um she plays Danny in the movie uh and then um and then a little bit more of like David and I's relationship too yeah
1: so Aaron as the writer of this Mm -hmm. how did you even come up with this idea and both as a short and as a feature and obviously something has evolved and changed and you realize there's more of the story I want to tell that I didn't in a short so can you just talk a little bit about the idea process
2: yeah yeah totally um you know there was a period in my life like i i guess i felt kind of shut off from being super romantic and i don't know i was just in a weird state where i just that part of me wasn't super open Mm -hmm. and i i started like looking at like phobias and stuff just the hell of it and one of them was like the fear of falling in love and i was like that's really f- funny that that's a I-, I was like we have so many phobias now like that i've never realized and not to p- put those in any sort of like lower capacity or anything because all phobias are very legit but um it was interesting to me to read about that one because i was like how would that play out and i thought wouldn't it be funny to kind of not to make fun of it but to like see it in a literal sense like like actually scared of love so I thought why not make it where you have these advancements in relationships or advancements in connection with a a romantic you know uh, relationship and make that scary and I thought that had never been done before I thought that was really interesting to kind of like Play with that, and so, so I did the short, and the short was fine, but it just didn't really hammer home what I was trying to say. And so that's when I was able to like kind of step back and like, I think I can do something bigger with this and more more specific too. I think I was a little more ambiguous with the the short
3: as a writer. Yeah, a lot of people just didn't understand the ending really, and like kind of, it wasn't a lot of time. It was a ten minute short, so there's not a lot of time to tell that. Um, So this allowed him to, I think, flush it a little bit
2: better. Yeah. And this one, you know, has a lot more to deal with their relationship and and his past. The short, you couldn't really get into any of that, really. Um, So uh, yeah, I guess that's that's what that was.
0: (laughs) Interesting. Yeah, I, I love hearing about the process, too. And I think a lot of times people think, you know, oh, a creative project, it's overnight success, right? Can you kind of just clarify the timeline? So you started your Kickstarter, what, three years ago and then 17 For the days feature to feature do... only?
2: For the feature only?
0: Well, you, I think just the whole process, right? So you had this original short that you did, how it's long years,
3: Five or six years ago. Yeah, I think that came out, yeah. Five <laughs> years ago, probably. Five years ago. I I
2: wrote the short and um, we made it, and then and we then I the wrote the feature around. probably a year later. Yeah, I think we did because we kick... weren't even
3: going to do the feature Philophobia, but then I was like, oh, what if we do this and set in an hotel? But even like the so like even if we're going just on the like when we started trying to do the feature and like the promise and the No, Go-Go. I know, but I'm saying I wrote, but I'm giving the whole. Spectrum.
2: So, so then I wrote like the script for the hotel version of Philophobia, probably a year later after the short, and then I we kind of put that aside, and then I started working on the Promise, and then we started doing the Kickstarter for that three years ago, in had
3: it hadn't been October to December range. Well, that's
2: when we filmed it, and then we launched it on my birthday, February eighth. Yeah, no, whose
1: birthday, Aaron?
2: On my birthday and your <laughs> birthday, and <laughs> Will Harper's. Not my birthday. <laughs> not, your, not your birthday. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so that's when we had it, and we realized – no, actually, it ended on our birthday. And um, we realized that we didn't get the money, so then we had to pivot, and then I rewrote the feature uh, in, like, a month. I mean, it was, like, less than a month, but, I mean, in a month time period where I started realizing we don't have the money and all that.
3: The Indiegogo ended on February 8th, and then we started filming in July of 2017. Yeah, so we started casting pretty quickly and all that, and
2: getting everything together pretty quickly, because we didn't want to sit around. We didn't want to like wait for the promise to magically happen, so that's why I came up with the Philophobia, you know.
3: Yeah, and like even the Philophobia Hotel, when, we, when he first wrote that, we went after a ton of investors. So we have an Excel sheet of executive producers of like 400 of them, maybe more that we've found the emails for through IMDB Pro and just like doing heavy research. And I've been emailing them for four to five years consistently every couple of months, trying to get financing from like- Some of them have blocked us. Yeah, I'm sure we're, <laughs> I'm sure a lot of them have. Uh, Cause it's but been like 12 emails. Problem. Yeah, yeah I, I just keep changing my email. They'll never yeah. get me, yeah. <laughs> can't stop me. Uh, so it's been a long process with that. Like we'll get some positive feedback from some and We've been let on a few times where we're like, we feel like yeah. We're there's gonna get been financing. a couple
2: producers who are like, literally like, yeah, yeah, I really want to do this, and let's meet up in LA at this time, and then
3: yeah, hour-long happens. phone calls, and then and it's like nothing a, happens. like
2: six months of, of like of finessing, and then it just doesn't happen. You're like, ah, yeah, yay.
3: Yeah, and I got we both got pretty tired of that pretty yeah. fast, and so that was kind of like, all right, we just got to do this on our own. Um, <sighs> I love a lot of people don't want to take chances on first-time filmmakers. Now the question is, will they take a chance on second-time filmmakers? And that will be in a year. We'll let you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. So basically, uh,
2: July is when we start filming uh, 2017. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And now it's. And then just out we right yeah. And then we stopped. No, we started in late June to early July or mid July, and then we stopped for a whole year. So we got picked up by a company that um, uh, we we had to we had creative differences, but they were originally going to distribute us.
3: Yeah, it was like a smaller sales agency that was gonna that picked us up. Uh, so we went to AFM with them and everything. Yeah. Mm. And uh, but then we had creative
2: differences, so we didn't go with them. I mean, we did go with them originally, but we nullified the contract. And then um, and then we reshot the scenes in september of last year yeah delicious. and then and then we finally got the movie completely packaged with sound color everything by basically like a week before we were having like the cast and crew premiere downtown hollywood
1: oh my gosh <laughs> yeah it
3: was crazy yeah the i'm gonna tell the story so This is actually pretty funny all right yeah um so the premiere is on his birthday, right? Uh, that, was like the, that was like when we finished it. And uh, we're getting to the point, we, we got a DCP made from the theater and they thankfully did that for free for us because uh, it's expensive to get that done. And uh, we're getting to the point where it's like now, the night before, and we watch it and we're like, something feels a little off with it, but we couldn't tell what. And we already, like, we already had them made, the DCP was ready to go the next day. This is like 1 a.m. the night before the premiere. I don't, and know, Tyler? If know, I don't yeah. know if they know what a DCP can you, is.
1: Can you? I was going to say, can you clarify DCP for those <laughs> listeners who may not be familiar?
3: Um, yeah, so it's basically just the, the digital projection that, that the theaters showing. It's like a chip file. It's a file that you can play in a projector that yeah. you
2: that you need to play in a projector, basically. So they
3: have to convert it. It costs sometimes like $600 to no a couple thousand dollars. They
2: say that, that they did it for free because then people are going to expect But anyway, theater
3: Anyway, um, so it's 1 a.m. now on his birthday. So he's like celebrating the birthday. I realized that when I was... It wasn't my birthday yet. It was the day before (laughs) my birthday. It was 1 a.m. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess. Got him. Uh, So so I realized that the movie is two frames off audio wise. Audio, yeah. The audio is two frames off
2: from the video.
1: no. So it looked like a bad kung fu movie?
3: So it's it's no, so
2: slight, it's so it's, subtle, it just annoys the the body or the mind or whatever. When you're walking, you're like, oh, you don't know off. why
3: it's annoying you. It's really uh, weird. There's 24 frames per second, so it's like, uh, it's only two frames, right? Yeah, it's not you a
2: can't lot. tell that it's off, like the mouth. It it yeah. seems like it lines up, but there's just something subconsciously
3: that you know is wrong. There's been it's case really studies weird. that they'll do. Where they'll show a movie that's like one or two frames off, and people will be like, "I don't like that movie," and then when they show it with a regular, they're like, "Oh, I like that movie." It's very weird. It's a subconscious thing. So anyway, I didn't want the premiere to be two frames off. So, but I also didn't want to. I didn't want to tell him on. Because we did.
2: We did watch it like two weeks prior. And we're like, "Oh man, this is this is the best it's ever been." You know, like yeah. we're all pumped about it. And then like we watch it like the day before or two days before. I'm like, dude, why does it feel like it's moving really slow and it feels really weird and I'm not really
3: enjoying it anymore? (laughs) Yeah, so I find this out. I didn't want to tell him that this was happening because I didn't know that they could even do it. It takes them 12 hours to make a DCP file. So, And I didn't even know if they were in the office anymore. So I text the guy at the theater. I'm like, hey, if you're still in there, I need to bring you a file right now. We have a new one. It's two frames off. I need to bring this to you. I'll give you a couple hundred dollars cash right now. Just like, please do this for me and he was like i'm cleaning up the area right now like i don't know if i can stay to do this and i basically just begged him and they were super nice and we're like they're amazing like his boss had to come back to the theater to stay with him to do it and she came back to the theater and i told iron like hey we have to go and he's like why i'm like we have to give him the new pile." he's like well what's wrong with it and i was like there's just this one i just made up stuff on the spot he said
2: like there was (laughs) one (laughs) one spot like with the credits or something i don't know Something about the credits was off or something. And I was like, I don't really care, man. Like, it's fine. I don't want to worry about it anymore. And he was like, no, no, we got to do it.
3: Yeah. So anyway, we drive to the theater. It's like 1.30 now. And they do it for us. And at that point, they're like, do you want to? We were really nervous on how it was going to look because we didn't have enough time to export it out properly. So there was some artifacts and some blockiness in the walls and in the shadows. And we were really oh, worried it was going to look that way. Was, yeah. And this, we've got that fixed obviously later, but we were running so close to the end um, with with what we're doing, with the edit. And so they let us watch the other version that's two frames off in the theater while they're doing the DCP file and ingesting it from my hard drive. And we sit down, there's no blockiness, everything looks perfect, the sound sounds great. And so it relieved us a lot there yeah, too.
2: Because then we, it would just be even that much better yeah. uh, after this one.
3: Anyway, they're like, we don't know if it's going to work or not, if we can get it done in time. For the premiere, it's going to finish like three hours or four hours before it starts. Uh, and if, if there's any errors, then you're not going to be able to do it. And so I was like, okay. Once they told me it was good, and after the premiere went really well, then I told Aaron the truth about the, <laughs> about the two problems. <laughs> and I was like, but, oh my god, I'm so glad you didn't tell me.
1: Because I was already
3: stressing out, you know?
2: Yeah,
1: yeah you're a good friend <laughs> for not stressing them out.
3: Thank you. That's the whole point of that story. Yeah, Yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) I love it. So you guys have had quite a track record of working on a handful of films together. Um, Some have won awards, which is super cool. Um, We're just a little curious about your actual collaboration process. When you have an idea, say, Aaron, do you take it to Tyler as the director and say, like, what do you think about this? Or do you kind of pitch ideas together and then create them? um i usually usually have an idea
2: he already had a bunch of scripts done and i'll either i'll either pitch it to him like prior to writing it or i'll just hand him a script one day and be like hey dude i finished this
3: yeah generally Um, he'll tell me about the script before he, he writes it yeah yeah but there's stuff that he's been working on already
2: but as far as us you know pre onset and post like we're very like super super balanced. He's super great at things that I'm not and I'm super great at things that he's not and like all right easy. And um <laughs> we 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 just really balance each other out. Um this is how we got Ari Alexa was because of him all the quasar stuff, the locations. He's just really good at like kind of finessing people into like helping out. Um and I I do that I guess but on a, on a more creative aspect, not
3: on a business aspect. Like I get people who are creative to help us out. Yeah, he got a lot of the cast and crew. Yeah, who were like his friends, and I got a lot of like I emailed 182 bars until we got a free bar. Right, so it's like you gotta find, <laughs> yeah, you gotta find the magic somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
2: um, but it, so in 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 the regards, we work really really well together. Um, it's it's actually one of the like perfect,
3: uh, you know team player relationships I don't know yeah it's cool because we're best friends too now so like obviously I live tell. on his couch for years yeah. and like it, we work really well together because we're we're best friends and we know each other really well yeah and we have been best friends for five years and so yeah. um I think we we know each other's strengths and weaknesses and we focus on going after each other's strengths and helping out however we can which is funny the because
2: literally none of this could have hap- possibly couldn't have happened if I literally said no, nah, I don't want you to stay on my couch. Yeah, which is so interesting oh, sure? to think about. Or
3: if I was a responsible adult and had a place, you know. There's a lot of things. <laughs> in. A lot of factors. <laughs> a lot of factors. Oh, uh,
1: yeah. clearly it has worked out for the best. You guys make amazing films. You got a great friendship out of it. Life is good.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens from here. But hopefully, more films and um, more friendships. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well you've got two friends here with us so
3: it's
0: branding already
3: so now i have three so i'm pretty pumped yeah
0: well Well, i want to talk a little bit about that success of your movie was picked up by gravitas so november 12th i'm going to plug the date for you guys november 12th it'll be on itunes amazon target best buy so if you're listening go watch the film get it i know angela and i are going to run out and get a copy as soon as possible uh we can't wait for it so november 12th i'm going to keep saying that so people know but walk (laughs) us through you know kind of when you got that call were you guys together how does it feel after all this hard work tell us the story
2: well again so again we reached out to tons of producers to be like hey our distributors yeah and um, sales agents and sales agents and all that stuff to be like hey here's our
3: movie give it a home yeah we've gotten denied from some already who wouldn't watch it again because we sent them the first rough cut right to try to get financing and, and... it was such a
2: different movie at this point
3: yeah and so like it obviously changed <clears throat> from being like this horror that didn't really work to like, this comedy horror that does and they didn't care like we only watch it once once we say no it's a no yeah so that kind of crossed a couple off our list But we had a lot that we still really liked, and that we yeah we actually we got like
2: five companies, uh, either
3: distributors or
2: sales agents who were like, okay, we like this, and we were like, we're leaning towards one out of the five that were like into it, and they're pretty good, they're really good, um,
3: and we had negotiated for like two weeks. Yeah, so we had a contract with them at this point that's gone back and forth between our legal team, which is like. Or one lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then their legal team. And we kept redlining things and changing things and like certain terms and percentages and things like that. So we kept going back and forth. We got to a deal where we were happy with it. And all of these five people, it all happened within like the same week or two. So it was like a lot of yeses at once. Yeah, it was really uh, weird. It was really crazy. Then the day that we're, he supposed a, yeah, we're supposed to sign it. this contract. So it was the final one. Our lawyer had one more thing that they needed to change. It was a like quick wording. They changed it and signed it and sent it back to us. An hour before they sent it back to us, or somewhere around there, a couple hours before, Gravitas reached out saying, hey, watch your film. Loved it. We want to take it. And then – that, like, That's like me and Tyler. That was like our
2: highest one that we yeah. felt were, was in our like budget range You know, where it was plausible to get. And so we're like, Ugh,
3: Yeah, so that became do tough we, because... Do we
2: say goodbye? Yeah, because <laughs> also the
3: sales agent's probably just going to sell to Gravitas anyway. Yeah. And then we're going to owe an extra 20% on the back end. So it's like that's not really beneficial Gravitas for Gravitas
2: is a distributor
3: and it the a other guys agent.
2: were sales agents. So it's yeah. like
3: cutting out the middleman. Yeah, it'd be just negotiating our own deal with Gravitas and yeah. not having to deal with the sales agent. Um, so that was tough because... Obviously, like we didn't know really yeah, which we, was going to be Yeah, we liked lost. them
2: a lot, and we were really about jazzed about it. But yeah. I mean, it, it was it was like no,
3: the, one of the number ones on our list of like distribution. So yeah, and when so we weren't together when we found out about it, which is funny because we're like never together when good news happens, and we we lived. <laughs> or
2: or crazy <laughs> like, news when we yeah. when we nullified the the other contract
3: from the other company. Yeah, I was in Colombia. Yeah, <laughs> so like so I was like, and then this time I was in Montana. But it's like weird, like I live here and like every time we'll get like a festival <laughs> or like our first, our first critic review for Philophobia came when I was like landing on an airplane. And like oh, yeah, that's you, right. That's you true. sent it to me and I got so, it like after I landed. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. I,
2: let's just be clear, though. I'm always here. Yeah, I'm it's always... him that's
3: traveling <laughs> <and> doing <laughs> cool, fun things. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's weird, but I was in Montana at this point. I called um, Gravitas back and then I called a couple of filmmakers that had worked with them to to see if they would talk to me about how it's been going with them. For the last like, I call people who sold to them like 2016, 2017, um, just to see if they made any money, if, what their experience has been like. Um, and I got really positive feedback from everybody I talked to there. And so we decided, all right, let's just, let's do this deal. Um, did a little negotiation back and forth again with our lawyers and then, and then signed it off and uh, it's been pretty great. Yeah. Since- it's It's weird because like ever since we signed the contract, like,
2: at least every three days I would say something pops up about Gravitas and our movie and like, you know, something new that's like, oh, a new image popped up or, oh, we, we got have, Rotten Tomatoes yeah, or poster yeah, 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 stuff like that. So it's been really cool and like getting like the Blu-ray packaging, even though we didn't really have a say in it, um, but it was like really cool like when we saw it online and we're like, oh, that's what it's gonna look like, that's awesome. It's yeah. our
1: project. Yeah. That's amazing, guys. I hope all this just continues to come. I mean, I remember reading about it in The Hollywood Reporter and being so excited. I'm like, Aaron from Hachay, what? <laughs> and you've been getting a lot of reviews. You got one earlier today. Yeah. You got, I'm um, uh, looking at the one from Pop Horror Review saying, I've never seen a combination of genres like this before. It could be a first. Yeah. Groundbreaking. <laughs> you guys yeah, are awesome. Got
3: We've gotten really positive. It has critics.
2: been very positive so far. Yeah, it's it's nerve-wracking. I'm nervous. I'm yeah. nervous
3: to get the the first negative, and I'm like, we're <laughs> doing a we're doing a big nah. critic push right now, and we're emailing a lot of like rotten tomato yeah. critics that we value their reviews and their opinions, and we feel like they have similar kind of <sighs> reviews of ours. We have to find their emails ourselves, so it's kind of like grassroots marketing. Um, yeah, I mean, it's literally the same thing. It's just a different. You know we go after producers then
2: after we go after producers we go after distributors and then once we go with the distributors we <laughs> yeah. go after critics. the critics and it's like yeah. it's so the same basically the exact same thing it's but it's you know in different areas of the filmmaking process and yep. you know it's like a narrative.
1: grind the whole time yeah
2: yeah exactly and you know hopefully the next one won't be as much because it'll be a, a a bigger budget and whatnot but um the whole thing is, like, he read an article where he's like, oh, if you don't have any stars and you, you have an ultra-low-budget movie where you don't have money to, like, pay for mm-hmm. advertising, the thing to do is get, you know, written up about you, or critics. And yeah, so critic reviews,
3: word of mouth. Find. Yeah. So then it's like, that's a risky play, too, because now we're reaching out to all these critics who could just bash who could our movie. hate <laughs> it. Like, who could hate it? it. Yeah, like, we don't know what's going to happen with yeah. it. So um, it's a risky play in that sense, but also we feel confident in... And what we've done and yeah, especially I, knowing the budget and everything. Yeah, so. I think
2: knowing the budget and knowing the uphill battles we've had to endure with getting this thing made, which was like everything under the sun, um, I think the movie, you know, there's heart there and there's something special and unique about it. And if you can look past its budgetary flaws, I would say, like, it's very enjoyable, in my opinion, and that's kind of the
3: feedback that we've been getting. Yeah, it's an eight-person crew in over fifteen days, and everyone worked for no, like, like basically free yeah. or minimum wage. Like was,
2: Yeah, everyone you know. who was involved believed in it, and that's what was mm-hmm. cool about it. You know, everyone was like, "Yeah, I, you know, like I'm not getting paid much, but I'm going to do it
3: because I I believe in this movie." So it was cool. cool. Yeah, you saw you the felt power that of passion. Yeah, Yeah. you felt that energy on set too. A lot of people were coming up to us being like, I've really, this feels different than any other project I've worked on. I feel like this is gonna be really something really special.
2: Yeah, Uh, everyone on set, I mean, most of the people we didn't even know, like just there was like a love there, you know, and and like everyone was so happy to be there and it was like, I don't know, it was very uh, uplifting. Yeah.
1: It honestly sounds like a true labor of love or fear of it, I'm not sure. (laughs) Um, so guys, we're so curious as to who inspires you guys as filmmakers from any realm, acting, writing, directing, who do you admire?
3: Yeah, so I think for both of us, um, Coen Brothers are a big one, um, along with David Fincher. And then another director that I really like is James Ponsoldt, um, who did Smashed, um, and Spectacular Now. And the, the thing I like the thing I like about him is he does these very personal stories where the female actresses won't be wearing makeup and they'll have pimples and flaws and the males will have like scars on them or whatever it may be. And he just keeps everything very natural and realistic. And I love that. Um, And so I try to incorporate some of that as well, where it's like, it feels like you're really there with them and you're having a conversation with them and you're part of that dynamic versus we're just watching this narrative play out where we're in the audience. Um, So that I, I, I like him a lot too, but
2: yeah, uh, Coen Brothers and Fincher definitely, and then um, I, I I guess mine are almost the opposite of that, where it's like they pull back and are kind of like alienating, uh like P. T. Anderson and Stanley Kubrick. Hmm. Um, but then also on the writing side, well, on the writing side, Kubrick and and the Coen Brothers, but music-wise, I would say Tom Waits and like Aphex Twin, even though Aphex Twin doesn't have lyrics, but um, I don't know, some of them, just the music kind of, I I usually get storylines from just listening to their music,
3: stuff like that. Wow. This is a band that does Your Hand and Mine. It's also, they don't have, Oh yeah. uh, I love that band uh, too. What is it? I forgot. Something in Sky? Explosions in the Sky. Explosions in the Sky. Yeah, they're great too. They do a lot, it's all instrumental, but it like really pulls your heartstrings and like gets you into a certain mood. It's cool.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so I'd say that those those are my inspirations.
1: One of my biggest
3: inspirations for writing is Aaron Burt. So.
2: <laughs> Me too. This, this guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so what happens when you're in, you know, whether it's burnout or do you ever get in kind of a creative rut or writer's block? you know, how do you handle always being on, always trying to be creative?
2: Uh, with writing, the only time I really have issues is the outline, or the first original outline. Um, that usually takes me, like, a month or two to kind of get it all squared away in my head and on paper. And then once I have that down, I usually write the screenplay in about a week or two
3: weeks. Um, and then... I mean directing wise I don't I didn't really have time to get it. No yeah, <laughs> like, with, that just,
2: with this movie so specifically, fast.
3: it was it was so even pre-production, I just kinda of powered through like I made my shot list and I had to cut half my shot list. So that was exciting. Uh just we didn't have time. <laughs> so I was like trying to figure out what I needed and what I didn't need. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't say there was really a rut there because even on set you're just answering a thousand questions at once every five seconds, someone has another question for you. And so it's just yes, no, this, that, whatever. Um, you don't have time to really think too much about, like...
2: Yeah, on things, set, and Tyler and I both were... I mean, we are both present, and we were super into it, but at the same time, it was, like... Just fast. Yeah, we we had so much on our shoulders, and, and thank God we had Tina and Thomas as uh, producers to, to, like, back us up. But, like, um, you know, I would I would have to transition from producer and actor, like, on a dime, and it was really, like... It's weird,
3: yeah.
1: Yeah, Aaron, that, I'm so. I'm curious. While you're acting, do you ever, after one take, you're like, "Oh, actually, I'd prefer to say it this way." Can we do like a rewrite or something, or is that more of Tyler's call as the director?
2: Um, I'd say okay, that no. it would be more Tyler's call, but I, I guess it could be both,
3: but um.
2: I would either just improv a different line, maybe.
3: Yeah, it's pretty open and collaborative in that sense with all the actors, too. Like if they want to try something...
2: Yeah, we would usually do like one where it's like, hey, get the the get lines the down. very specific, and then yeah. we'd be like, okay, just have fun with
3: it. But we, yeah. could, we couldn't do that too much because we like had, like, we had three two takes. Yeah. yeah, two, three takes. Yeah. Um, I did get into a rut sometimes with editing because it's a lot more isolated and there's certain scenes that you don't really know how it's going to work yet. And so we have a couple scenes in the movie that are like six people sitting around a table talking. And another scene was there's four people sitting around a table talking. And it's a lot of like, whose reaction do I want if the certain line didn't come out right, or I want to use a different take, but um, I can't actually show them here. I have to cut to a reaction shot and how's that going to work. So there's some times where I'd get in kind of a rut where like, I didn't know how the scene was going to play out or what to do necessarily. And it was just kind of me sitting there, Trying to process that and figure it out, and just keep looking at the footage over and over until something clicked in my mind. Um, but I think it's just with that, it's just kind of experimenting. You can always just throw things together, and if it doesn't work, then start cutting and changing it back out. You have that kind of luxury.
2: Yeah, and as a as an actor, it, it was it would be um, the only time I would have problems as far as like actor producer combined would be like if I felt like maybe someone I was acting opposite of wasn't quite getting there. And I didn't know if Tyler was seeing that or not um, because I'm sure he oh. was overwhelmed. So I would, I would like go whisper in Tyler's ear. Cause I couldn't, like, I can't, I, well, I'm not going to be that person. who's like, uh, you know, maybe you should try it this way. That'd be so obnoxious, <laughs> yeah. even though I am the producer, but like, sure. so I'd go, I'd go whisper in Tyler's ear and be like, Hey, uh, can you, cause I knew all the actors on set were, overly capable of getting whatever we needed um but maybe they just needed a, an angle and so i'd say like, hey can you go you know try to get them to do this or something like that uh get this emotion out of them or whatever and you would you know do that but but the other than that like you know maybe really really emotional moments could be we tried to keep
3: you out of the producer chair for those? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, let's just let time. him. Let's let him do. It. <laughs>
2: There's like one big emotional scene in the in the movie that my character has, and it was so difficult because it was so like, okay, go 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 go. It was hot. We were in the, the stairwell. It was shooting night for
3: day, day for night, day for night. Yeah, it was in the middle of the day, and we just yeah. put uh, moving blankets up so to it make hot. it sort of a dark stairwell. It was
2: super hot. And like I had to get really emotional and they're like there's so many technical issues that we had with only like
3: two people being able to fix it. Um and we also only had three takes for him to nail it. Yeah. And he had to like fully cry. And, and so, so like
2: so like I, I was uh preparing and I was getting in the mode and like I, I started crying a couple times. And then Tyler's was like, cool, cool. Uh, uh, yeah, let's do one more. And I was like, okay, cool. And then I started, like, you know, they started setting up, and I was had headphones on um, listening to music, and um, I was, like, getting there. And then as soon as they yelled, like, action, I was like, nope, this is going to be a terrible take. And I put my headphones away. And and for whatever reason, like, a weird wave came over me where I wasn't even, like – it, it was really strange. But I thought this was going to be, you know, where – my creative side was not gonna be working. But I I just like overwhelmed me and I didn't even feel like I was acting. It was really strange.
3: He's bald and he starts snotting yeah, and I was like, it's... This is gold. <laughs> we kept all of it in. And so we have snot bubbles and everyone brilliant. laughs at this scene. Everyone laughs at this scene. I'm like, oh well because like, also... what
1: kind of effects were those? They're like yeah. none.
3: Here's the funny thing though. It's like a long time that he's crying and snotting and like really emotional and this is a comedy. So this is a movie yeah. that like we have fast percussion score. and score. We made our, our composer do an entirely new score. The first score he did we scrapped entirely and we had a whole new score come in. And so I was like let's do heavy percussion. I, I gave him some YouTube clips and like I put in time codes of like here's where I want score kind of throughout and he killed it and it's really really awesome and it really helps the movie. Um, And in this moment, we went opposite of that. And we went like really sincere, soft scores. So it's like a complete contrast to the rest of the movie. And so it's funny, right? (laughs) Like it goes from like this (laughs) this funny movie into this emotional scene where we're like pulling in on him slowly and have like this really soft emotional music behind it. And it's just a weird beat compared to the rest of the movie. And it's just funny. And so Aaron's always like, oh man, I really wanted them to like resonate with that and i'm like it's hilarious <laughs> your, your
2: <laughs> I, I i i've come to accept it at this point but like i think the first time we watched it with the big audience that the cast and crew i was like Arr.
3: yeah and wow. i was like i love this
2: so, yeah <laughs> um but yeah but it, it was a cool moment regardless on on set where just like it was so outer body experience um and that was awesome so
1: Wow, oh my gosh, you guys are just unstoppable. I love hearing your journey. Thanks for sharing with us how, also how vulnerable you have to be along this process. Um, So before we get into our lightning round to wind down the show, I am going to ask one final loaded question. So you guys, if in a few words you could capture how has the internet changed and perhaps affected the way you've made this film from, crowdfunding, to casting, to distribution. How has the internet played a role?
3: Uh, Quite a bit, not necessarily with like social media necessarily, but we did do, obviously crowdfunding was huge because that got us out there, got us, um, we put the crowdfunding short, we sent it out to the RE team and they loved that and that's what got them originally to sign on um, and help us. We're the first American film for them ever to back and so it took months. Yeah. yeah, it took months of back and forth with their legal team because they've never done this before. Um, but it was like, hey, we're going to show like how we support indie artists who we believe in and who we think are doing really cool, interesting things. And so um, the, be-
2: the best thing was, uh, I'm sorry, this is a little derail, but it, it goes along with the Ari <laughs> thing. But like, so we show them the short, and they're like, oh, cool, come out to NAB in Vegas, and 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 we'll meet you guys. And so these guys are the heads of Ari. Yeah. Like huge major camera company who like every movie is shot on martin scorsese irish irishman like fincher
3: everyone uses ari it's won the academy award yeah
2: so like we go there and it's like now we're like hey um uh we're looking for for wilson (laughs) and you know what's going on (laughs) we're tyler and Aaron. they're like and then i think it was wilson I think, comes up, and he's like, oh my gosh, it's you guys! And yeah.
3: like a bunch of people came up to us recognizing us from the video. Yeah. We're like, this like, is amazing. And you're like, oh, come, <sighs> come here, come here! And they, like, pull us away,
2: aside, and they are like, talking to us, like, all right, so tell us what your dream package would be for this movie. And we're like,
3: uh, uh, uh. Yeah, and they really hooked us up. And, they're uh, amazing. Uh, they're and the best. They we, still
2: have been so supportive of us, even to this day, even though we're like, hey, yeah, we'll get you a movie in, like, five years. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> it's taking so long. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, they've been super supportive and really cool. Yeah. Um, And so, like, we wouldn't have been able to reach out to them, obviously, without the internet, because we emailed them. I mean, every, like, even the bars, like, we emailed a a million bars until we got um, the Brickwood out in Riverside. And the owner there, Vincent, who is, like, the nicest human being I've ever met in my entire life, um, he gave us the location for free for four nights because he loved the video. And it was the same video that he (sighs) was, like so that even though
2: we didn't get our goal with the kickstarter that video like basically made this movie still yep so i mean it did also with the kickstarter
3: yeah and we also had to cast i mean we did la casting and um what's the other casting site i think
1: i saw it it on actors access
3: Access. yeah actors access la casting we got like 600 people submit for each role that we put up there and then we had to go through all the demo reels and <laughs> resumes
2: yeah so obviously yeah definitely uh, i would say social media wise tyler and i are both lacking in that area yeah we're if not anybody's good social
3: media wants to help out we're not or, really hot women or i <laughs> or, uh,
2: uh, would not, not cool. consider
3: myself an influencer <laughs> yeah <laughs> so,
2: so that on those aspects we haven't really uh you know
3: yeah nor did we really care when it came to our cast which Maybe oh yeah that's not, a
2: that's a thing that you know in this market day and age uh that plays a huge role in casting and that was one thing we wanted to go
3: against uh we had a lot of people who came in who they put it on their resume yeah like i have one hundred seventy thousand followers on instagram i'm and like okay but can you act because that's, that's cool but it's not where art comes from you know yeah, yeah you can promote it all you want but we want the best part for this role yeah. regardless so yeah, so we didn't really consider that. That was not a thing that we cared Nor about. Nor do we have that, basically, is our answer to the social media thing. Yeah, so internet, yeah, social media, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I dig it, and I, God, I love that. that. I know that, yeah, followers <laughs> can make or break casting, and I love that you guys sort of went against everyone thinking that, and kind of did your own thing, and trusted your gut, went with the right person for the right role.
3: Yep, Yeah. thank you. Now we have no marketing as far as the cast goes. Yeah. But <laughs> no outreach for that but you know
1: it'll come in phases yeah all right so karen do you want to kick us off with the scoot to the edge of your chairs lightning
0: round yeah mm-hmm. I, was, I would say this is uh something that i think i don't know i mean i i love the whole show that we're putting together but the lightning round is really where we like to have a little bit of fun so it's just first thing that comes to mind we're going to ask you it's five questions and just answer how you would uh and yeah, let's just have some fun with it, Angel. What did I miss? We kind of spring Nothing. this on our guests. We try to make it a surprise.
1: It's fun. Yeah, just kind of like quick reaction. So what we'll do, I'll kick us off. I'll ask you a question. Uh, Aaron, you answer first. Tyler, oh. you jump in right away.
3: Perfect. Oh, and
2: man, then was...
1: Karen, Karen will go with the next one. Yeah. There's Whatever a delay
3: There's a delay between Aaron and I. You can just edit that out. it take a <laughs> while.
1: Of course. I'm a slow,
3: I'm more of like a thunder, right? He comes in first, <laughs> I come in way later. I don't know about that. Like five okay, All right.
1: here we I'll go. My best. Aaron, you're starting us off.
0: PC or Mac? Uh,
3: Mac. Mac,
0: 100%. Okay. Are you West Side or Valley?
3: West Side, uh, I guess. Valley. Hot there, I guess. This is, Aren't the, you the
1: guys server, roommates? The Silver Lake count?
3: The Silver Lake count? <laughs> Yeah, we're Silver Lake.
1: Oh, yeah, that's sort of val. Oh,
3: tough, right?
2: We're all hipsters. It's
1: right in between. Round, but... <laughs> all <laughs> right, moving on. Coffee bean or Starbucks?
3: Neither for me. Starbucks because I had a gift card there and I went there today. I drink <laughs> water, so
0: I could see. <laughs> <laughs> so, real film or digital?
2: Um, that one I'm. I, I'm open to either. I, I think digital gives you a lot more
3: avenues and a lot more opportunities right and it's now. it's a lot cheaper. I'm going to go digital, Ari, Alexa. Boom.
1: OK, final question, you guys. Where do you prefer to write and collaborate? At home, at a coffee shop, or somewhere else?
3: Home. home. <laughs> Answer that one together. Jinx. You owe me a Starbucks. <laughs> I'll give you did a water. You, a water. Did you,
1: did you finish your gift card?
3: You know, today I did minus 10 cents.
1: Okay, okay. <laughs>
3: well, that'll help towards the next one, barely.
1: <laughs> it could help you swap something out for almond
0: milk, maybe.
3: Yeah, so you get a little, little substitute. <laughs> do we get
2: to? Do we get a chance to, to ask you guys stuff?
0: Nope, that's not how it works.
2: <laughs> oh, man. I was
0: like, sure, part two. let's do it. <laughs>
3: All right, that could all actually
1: right. be some fun. Oh my do gosh! Podcast guys. Together
3: or separately? Go
1: <laughs> together. <laughs> Holy moly! This has been the fastest hour of our lives. I have to say it was so fun talking to you guys, and of course I could, I could do you've been tr- a mil-
2: million long,
1: more hours. <laughs> well, I know you've intrigued us. The trailer is incredible. We cannot wait to watch the movie on November twelfth, and you guys. Give us all the handles on the social media that you love so much. Where can we direct people to follow you, to support you?
2: Uh, we're at
3: uh, www.tunnelightpictures.com. Yeah, on Instagram, backslash tunnelightpictures, Facebook, backslash philphobia movie, and then Twitter, backslash uh, tunnelightpicks, P I C S. So we don't make it easy, they're all different. <laughs> but I think if you go to our website, it's they're, they're all, all there. Yeah. Yes. I think we have a, a Snapchat that we don't know the login to log into that's also on there. So we have a Snapchat? I think we had one originally. Okay, I guess we have a, a Snapchat. <laughs> we have yeah. not been on it. Ever, Obviously, I don't think. it's very it's very used. Yeah, if you try to reach out to us there, you're not gonna hear back ever. So
1: good to know. Um, good to know. Uh, well I did sign up for the email subscription, so I can't wait oh, cool. for Thanks. all this good stuff to hit my inbox.
3: Now you also get entered to win a free Blu-ray, I believe. I don't know. I don't have really? a date for when that's going to happen. So it might be in five years or 10 years. I don't yeah, know. You keep
2: giving me news. I don't even know about.
3: <laughs> yeah, I put it on the website. Oh, okay, cool. A way to get people to subscribe to the email. <laughs> We've never sent an email yet, but you can subscribe to the email list, and maybe we'll... We should start doing that 12 We'll send one out so, on the 12th. Yeah. I think five the 12th? people subscribe. <laughs> or maybe before the 12th. Yeah. We don't have to discuss it here on the, you know on what, the podcast. <laughs> it's gonna be a surprise. Sign up. Maybe you'll get an email. Maybe you won't. Dun dun dun.
1: Oh my gosh, you guys! I mean, Karen, this has been so much fun. Am so I right? much fun. You guys are amazing. So thank you for fun. having us on yeah, here.
2: Yeah, thank you so much. Yes, Aaron,
1: really cool. Tyler, Cole. We are so excited for what's in store for you. Again, November twelfth. Go find Philophobia or the fear of falling in love. Support Boom. these guys. They're incredible. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Within Creative Reason podcast with Karen Tomer and Angela Hockman. If you like the show, please share it with your friends and be sure to subscribe. Know anyone who would make a great guest? Go to withincreativereason.com for more info. Stay tuned. Karen and
2: Angela will be back with more creative conversations in the next episode.